Welcome back, everyone, to Judging Your Culture. I'm Jess. And I'm Ollie. And we are going to talk about Midnight Mass. Yes. As you can see, we tried to <laughs> make it a little spooky. We can't do much with this little room. So we tried these lights. They might be washing us out. Who knows? And I don't care. Um, it mostly just looks like we're tomato souped up. <laughs> pumpkins. <laughs> pumpkins. A pumpkin. There's another pumpkin up there. With a two-headed teddy bear that one of my greatest friends get, has given me. Um, uh, a couple bats. It's hard to see, but they are there, I promise. <laughs> um, oh, tiny hand. <laughs> and a tiny hand. Um, <laughs> so yes, we're going to be talking about Midnight Mass. I know it came out a little while ago. Um, people had... Mixed feelings about it. Some people really didn't like it. Some people actually really liked it. Um, there were a lot of, you know, people asking for a second season or like a lot of, you know, loose ends and everything. Um, but I really enjoyed it. We'll get into it in a mm. second. First, uh, here are some things that Ollie has learned this week. Yes. Things that you told me just a few minutes ago. <laughs> uh, because for some reason it's still my segment, but we can both do this. <laughs> we can share it. So, uh, upcoming movie release uh in november 26th you said uh 24th i think november 24th somewhere around there <laughs> yeah mid-november sometime in thanksgiving when it's time to chompa chompa when it's time to chompa chompa because welcome to raccoon city it's gonna be coming out the new uh resident evil live action movie right yes 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 um i'm pretty excited about it um when i was <laughs> When I was in middle school, I was a real big fan of the OG Resident Evil live action, um, Mila Jovovich, um, the, the very first one, the very first Resident Evil movie, classic red dress, you know, um, the, the laser hallway scene, all of it. I loved it. Um, then they got to movie three and I really just, I really just hated everything. <laughs> um, so this movie seems to i don't know go back to the roots a little bit um i'll be honest i don't know much about the video games um so i can't you know really compare compare them too well but i do know that this one does look more in the style of resident evil because it has the monsters and it has you know it has like jill valentine and it has ada in it it has wesker has leon has like everybody mm -hmm. so yeah, and like that's the thing that the first, the original series of movies at least never like it really lacked. I think maybe two, three times characters <laughs> from the games actually showed up and then immediately yes. died <laughs> or left. Yes, I remember. I was so excited about oh god, it was like Resident Evil twelve thousand. Um, it was like <laughs> <laughs> they had they'd gone too far. Um, finally, you know, Leon and Ada they were gonna be in the movie. And so I was really excited to see how they interacted with Alice because she's not a character in the games. And they were in it for barely, <laughs> barely enough screen time to be excited. And they weren't very good. The, those movies just aren't very good. <laughs> Let's be honest. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the action is a s spectacle and it's lovely. Yeah. Uh, Mila Kovovich. Jovovich. Jovovich. I don't Jovovich? know. Jovovich? Jovovich. Uh, surprisingly, very capable uh, physical actress. Yeah. 
And I don't mean surprisingly because she's not a great actress. She's not bad. I just think, you know, she married the director and then they just kept making movies and maybe they were having fun with it, you know? It was mm. a bonding experience. But for everybody else who had to watch the movies, um, not great. Not great. You know, I, I I I have seen her in other movies, I think, and she is not bad. You're right, but cheapers. <laughs> uh, but that's not the only news. All of you uh, music lovers out there, uh, in January, Aurora, one of our favorite artists, is going to be dropping another album, "The Gods We Need to Touch." <laughs> <laughs> that's not the title, apparently. Uh, the Gods We Need to Touch. <laughs> you know, that's a really good title to an album. Um, yeah, January 22nd, no, 21st of next year, um, Aurora Askness is coming out with an album, um, I believe, entitled The Gods We Can Touch. I was so close. <laughs> you were very touched. You're, you were very touched. You were very close. It just it sounded kind of funny. Um, he... Uh has released some uh, videos of a new song that will be on that album. And that song is um, get called Giving Into the Love. And I have listened to it quite a few times in the last few days. Um, I don't know anybody around me uh, where I live who actually even know who she is. Um, but hopefully, you know, anybody listening who does like her and enjoy her, um, <laughs> there you go. You know, if you didn't know, now you know. Mm. Um, new album coming out soon. And the people who I do know, uh, stay tuned because if you're around me, you will be listening to a lot of uh, Aurora. Woohoo. Oh, yeah. Uh you know, just to stick to the very literal definition of what I heard this week, uh, there's also another band that I heard this week for the first time called Daisy. I like them. They have a smooth and groovy vibe. Yeah, they're they're very cool. Very cool. Um, I believe you said they were music to make out to. That's what they said. Uh, that's what they said on their uh, bio. <laughs> <laughs> they make music to kissing <laughs> for kissing. <laughs> well, it's got that like you know when you when you're kissing. You're focused on the kissing and like everything else is kind of a, a hazy, a blur. And it's, it's, a, it's you know, you still hear like the, the nice soothing rhythm. And it, it's, it's, it's cool. Yeah. It's laid back and it's, it's, it's nice. Yeah, so check out Daisy. Um, one more band, I guess. Yeah, let's um, hit them. Everybody should also check out uh, Black Pumas. They are pretty dope. They got a, also a very jazzy, groovy feel to them. Just feeling um, the, the groove and the jazziness. Some people, <laughs> some people may have heard their song, Colors. Um, I believe the first uh, chorus or first part of it is pretty familiar to a lot of people. But um, yeah, look up Black Pumas, Daisy, and look out for Aurora's new album in January. Hell yeah. So that's enough about the stuff we heard. Let's talk about something we watched. Yeah. Midnight Mass. Midnight what can Mass. we say about Midnight Mass? Well... I can tell you what it's all about. <laughs> <laughs> so Midnight Mass, uh, the story takes place on a nameless island in the middle of nowhere, as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. Uh, 
and it kicks off as a new preacher comes to town after the old one mysteriously disappeared on the mainland. And with this new preacher comes a, a lot of changes and true, honest-to-goodness miracles occur throughout the, the little island town. Um, the church f flares with popularity. There is all sorts of uh, shifts and changes in person and personal and so and like cultural traditions in this little town as uh, the church becomes more popular than ever before and uh turns out it wasn't just because god's uh, god's good and god's great it's because vampires <laughs> because vampires yeah <laughs> uh and uh the that that is the short of it yes. this little town trying to deal with Things beyond your understanding, and also apparently the, the uh, vampires aren't a thing that they exist in this universe. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Vampire um, movies. Well, in the movie, uh, there are going to be spoilers, so if you want to go watch Midnight Mass, you should probably do it before you listen to this. Um, but I, I feel like it, it definitely is a vampire. Yeah. But I think maybe in the context of the show, it's a demon. Which I know, like, vampire, demon, basically the same thing. But I think it leans more towards the demon-esque area of things than strictly vampire. I don't know. I, uh, look. Look. <laughs> it's got wings. That's very Van Helsing vampire. It sucks your blood. Can't go on the daylight. That's a vampire cut and dry. <laughs> If anyone tries to say shit about it, they can go eat a whatever. No, it's a vampire. <laughs> um, real quick, the guy who directed uh, Midnight Mass is the same man, Mike Flanagan, who did The Haunting of Hill House, uh, The Haunting of Bly Manor, and now Midnight Mass. Didn't he also do the one with the Death Lady? Death Lady? Yeah, because in the movie... He he also did Gerald's Game, Hush, and Doctor Sleep. I think it was Hush, then. Because she is death, and some guy's trying to kill her in the woods. And uh, she, in the movie, Ollie, is Ollie, writing Ollie. the book. Ollie. <laughs> I thought you said death. Oh, like T-H? Like, like dying. No, no. Death. Death. <laughs> My... not the deaf woman the deaf woman yes okay i i got you i'm sorry the hearing impaired woman yeah my th and um, f issue has she... <laughs> reared its ugly head she is the same um woman the woman who plays in hush is the same person aaron or kate seagal um who plays aaron green who is the Main love interest slash main character in Midnight Mass. Yeah, and in the uh, Hush movie, she's the writer of the book, which I think implies that this all takes place in her mind. And she, Aaron, is her self-insert character. Well, maybe. Um, <laughs> the movies are quite far apart and <laughs> seemingly have nothing to do with each other except for the woman or the author in Hush is writing a book called midnight mass <laughs> I'm, I'm just saying which i think might just be uh a little hint maybe from the director because maybe he was you know writing it up or thinking about in the future creating midnight mass and now he has and was like hey let's use the same woman that'd be cool <laughs> right um, but what do you think of this show ollie Ooh, okay so 
<laughs> so, so, so. Very good. Just uh, let's get that out of the way. It is very good. The acting is great. The uh, pathos that you get from it, the, the emotional payout and everything is spectacular. Uh, and it hits a lot of character moments mm -hmm. just back to back to back. Like It is all uh, character study within the blanket of here's a vampire TV show. Yes. It's, it's very heavily, um, like, a, a lot of their plot, I guess. Or the, obviously, you know, it's about the church. It's about Midnight Mass. about the, the, the new uh, father that has come to preach to them. Um, so a lot of it has to do with, you know, God and what happens when we die and that sort of thing. Which um, you would think is, like, going to be, you know, overplayed or something. But I really liked it. Mm -hmm. Um there's a scene where the two main uh, characters, um, Aaron Green and Riley Flynn, um, played by Kate Seagal and Zach Guilford, <laughs> um, they're great actors. They seem to have a really good chemistry together. But they talk about death um, because she ha she just had you know a horrific experience, and he you know in his past he unfortunately uh, you know accidentally killed a young girl by driving drunk um so they you know they're they're both talking about this and they're both having kind of a moment <laughs> <laughs> and uh they ask each other you know what happens to you when you die like you specifically what what do you think happens to you when you die and they they tell each other and it's actually really beautiful and even though you know the character riley flynn is definitely not part of the church um, what he has to say about death is really beautiful. And, like, it, at first I thought it sounded kind of sad because it was just kind of like, oh, you know, you, when you die, and he says it much more, uh, much, much better than I do. Uh, but when he says, you know, when you die, you, you know, see all of your memories flash before your eyes, all your, like, your happiest ones and everything. And then you just stop and you just, you know, are a part of the universe again or whatever. And it sounded kind of sad because like, you know, oh, after you die, there's just nothing. That's kind of, you know, sad and like depressing. But actually, it sounds really nice. <laughs> yeah. Well, I think the idea behind his whole thing was just like he lives in a state of kind of self-hate and loathing and uh, all sorts of negative emotions and the idea of, no longer being an individual and being part of the whole again. Like, I don't think it was, and then you just stop being. And I think it's just, and then you stop being. You. Well, yeah, he, he, he was he was meaning, you know, your consciousness, your, like, your soul kind of stops mm -hmm. being and becomes part of everything. But your body, he mentioned, you know, right now he he's useless. He doesn't know what to do with his life. He doesn't know, you know, what job to do on this tiny island except for help his dad fish. He, you know, is living with his parents still, and he's, like, probably, like, in his 30s now, and he just, you know, he's feeling really down on himself. He's feeling like he's going nowhere, and he's like, well, I think when I die, at least I will be useful, because I will be feeding, you know, the bacteria that lives on me and inside me and around me, and the animals and the earth and everything, and I thought that was really beautiful. Yeah. Even though, um... He was very sad and depressed when he said it. Well, I think part of it was that, despite everything, he never was 
Like, there was never any, like, suicidal tendencies. That was mm-hmm. never, like, a part of the show, which is good because when death is shown as, like, a positive release in terms of suicidal tendencies, <clears throat> that is uh, dangerous territory, guys. Yeah. But this wasn't that. It was just he wasn't looking to kill himself. He wasn't looking to whatever. No, he was just... He was, he was just not scared of dying. Not really. I also think it was like, it seemed like the character thought that dying eventually, like he was going to live his days out and try his best, but he sort of knew that no matter what, the the most, like the greatest thing he was going to do for the world was just eventually die, which is super depressing. It's super depressing. Uh, but I don't know, the way, he, the way he said it was really beautiful. And at the end, when... Erin, when she is describing her death, you know, her, what, what she believes, what she's, you know, her epiphany that she's had is also very beautiful and like similar to what he was saying about how, you know, we are uh, a part of everything. We are the cosmos and the cosmos is us. And then when we die, we just go back to it and like maybe... I am just the cosmos, the universe, dreaming of being alive. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty cool. Oh, that's lovely. Um, another uh, pretty incredible scene for me was, uh, just because you, you're talking one about one of the best scenes in the movie, so I want to talk about one of, the, one of my favorite scenes in the movie, yeah. which uh, or in the TV show, sorry. Uh, this one is very late in the game. This is very, very mega spoiler, but... At the end, when the whole town is sort of looming towards the church at the end, and the background is just flames as the town burns down, and there's these people just hurting together, lost. And it is, it's a very tense and uh, interesting scene. Mm-hmm. And I, I just loved it from from every every single uh, scene visually from that moment forward was very uh, very extravagant, mm-hmm. uh, and the all except one part. <laughs> Remember at the very end where it's just those three dudes, the like teenager, that random guy who's white who he he ate his wife or something, and the guy who turned him into a vampire, and uh, they're just hanging out and the tall guy's just like so you guys wanna hang out for a little while because like they're waiting to die for the sun to come up or whatever it is yeah but i I thought it you know i i I can see how you think it was kind of weird and funny but i don't know i thought it was kind of sweet because like this big guy you know he was kind of manipulated like everybody else into this weird cult that kind of formed um and he realizes, you know, now that he is a part of this cult and cannot get out, <laughs> um, he realizes it was wrong. You know, the things that he did were wrong and harmful to people. And so he, he looks this kid in the eye, this, I don't know, 17-year-old kid. And, you know, this kid is, like, crying. He's like, I, I really think I did some bad things tonight. And he's like, it's okay, kid. I forgive you. Do you forgive me? And they have that exchange. And then the big guy's like, all right, well, I, I think he was thinking, you know, we can't really do anything about what we've done 
but now maybe at the end we can just like do our best to I don't know forgive ourselves for the things that we've done and try to die peacefully I yeah, suppose. I suppose. I, I didn't mean that it was a bad scene by any means. It was just... It was strangely placed. I, I, yeah. Well, the thing is that everything before was so tense. Mm -hmm. Like, the the last 30 minutes are just big, difficult, m emotional moments, one after another. And then it ends with just this, well, I guess uh, you guys want to hang out for a little while? And I, I mean, I think that makes sense. I think that that sort of like, not with a bang, but with a whimper uh, style of ending is perfect. I think that makes a lot of sense for especially the town, because that wasn't the ending of all the characters. That was sort of like the ending of the of the faceless town folk. And I think that makes a lot of sense for them. I think that fits the, the way that they were portrayed as a whole. Mm -hmm. uh, it was just very... Uh... Yeah. The only the only people who who survive are two teenagers and uh, they're not gonna have a great day. <laughs> they're not gonna have a great day. How do you explain everything that's happened? How do you explain? How do you explain you went to church at midnight because your your pastor was feeling sick and he he decided you know eh, just come to Easter mass at midnight and then you do and this winged creature shows up and starts eating people and and then. People start eating people, and the priest kills a man, and it's, it's, how do you explain all this to, you know, the authorities, and then also explain that, you know, you had to help burn down this whole town, and your parents, and then escape on this little rowboat, like. Yeah, no, you, this, that, they 100% have to go to the authorities and be like, yeah, so people went crazy, started killing each other, and lit everything on fire. Um, their bodies are gone. Must have been the fire. Yeah, because when they, you know, when they die, they're they're ashes. They're vampires. Yeah. I mean, there are going to be corpses that you know of the people who didn't turn into vampires. So the police are, you know, the whoever, uh, you know, the forensics, uh, they're gonna look at these bodies that are, you know, very badly burnt, but they're gonna find like bites they're gonna find tears you know they're gonna find these weird things and like what the heck happened to this town like an animal excuse me an animal attack and then they set it on fire like what? Uh, i don't but, know man they're gonna have to come up with some wild story the island crazies yeah <laughs> yeah that that island is going to be a myth <laughs> it's going to be a legend to other people and then these two teenagers are going to grow up walking around hearing stories about it and then just be like, yeah, I was there. And people are going to be like, no, you weren't, man. That, that <laughs> thing never happened. That's fake. Yeah. So I'm going to say something. Mm -hmm. And I want you to, you know, uh, agree or disagree with me in whichever way you want to go with it. But I, I just want to try to say this as best I can because I do think that it's going to be uh, possibly offensive to a, a great number of people. But I think this was one of the most direct honest and positive portrayals of a religion in any tv show i've ever seen positive yes <laughs> well i mean the the father played by hamish Linklater. Linklater. link later link uh father paul hill um also chef's kiss great actor did a good job <laughs> so did good. A very good job. <laughs> um, it was like I was at church. Mother, <laughs> this dude can give a sermon. He really can. Um, but his his whole shtick was, you know, he's 
he's this new father who is actually the old father <laughs> and um you know he believes that this vampire slash demon is an angel that was sent from god to make him young again so that they could be ready for like the rapture be ready for, you know be, be stronger live longer to be able to serve the lord and um spread his word and everything and he he strictly really did believe he was doing good and i think some movies don't do this very well but um they did it perfectly where the the villain wasn't really a villain like he he honest to god like you could tell he was doing what he thought god wanted him to do he was doing good work and then at the end he he realizes man like it does not go how i wanted to <laughs> like maybe maybe what i was trying to do was good but it didn't go the way that it should have people didn't receive the message i wanted them to and now they're killing everybody and this crazy lady who was kind of in love with me uh is burning down the whole town and murdering people and being crazy um and he basically leaves the church <laughs> in like the last you know 10 minutes of the show he he, he takes out his his little you know collar collar yeah he takes out his collar and he's like i'm just going to be me for you know until the sun comes up and i don't know i thought that was really cool yeah no i thought it was i thought it was great uh what i meant by like being one of the best and positive portrayals of religion that i've seen in movies is that a lot of times or tv shows whatever is that a lot of times it is very like open about the corruption in churches which mm -hmm. is good that's that's a thing that is real and we definitely should talk about that and uh a lot of other stances in other movies maybe it's just because you watch a lot of queer movies tends to make the church very vilified which makes sense it it does it is very much the villain in a lot of people's personal narratives but in this tv show it wasn't explicitly the villain or the hero or anything like that like the church was an entity in and of itself mm -hmm. and the, the people made it good or bad exactly and i'm like yeah no that, that's accurate that's right mm -hmm. that's true yeah <laughs> the, the thing that father hill said that the things he said were they they were good they were passionate they were you know positive they were they were getting a little weird at the end yeah sometimes they were a little weird sometimes they were a little like we are the chosen people which i mean it was a little weird it was strange but you know for the most part uh all of his sermons were uh, relatively positive and pretty good um and so you know that's the good side you know trying to do good trying to just be a good person and help people while also having your religion but <laughs> uh the the woman who plays the who plays bev keen the samantha, villain samantha Sloven, the actual villain she's not even the vampire but she is the villain yeah she, like even the vampire who you know had the leather big leathery wings and killed stray cats and killed people i mean that's just what he does he's a vampire yeah that's just who he was just what he is what he does how he lives but bev keen was just evil. She didn't like that God loved everybody else. She wanted God to only love her. She wanted to be perfect, better than everybody else. And she became basically the cult leader. Yeah, for the last couple episodes where everything goes downhill, it's because she's in charge. Yeah, and you know what? I knew she was evil the very first episode. And then, like, the second, ep second or third episode, she kills a dog. 
So, like, yeah, of course she's evil. <laughs> and you know, even, nobody she's not even a, with a good, pure heart kills a dog. She's not even a vampire yet. She just does it. Yeah, she doesn't, she doesn't <laughs> like the dog. She just doesn't like the dog, and she doesn't like the man because he doesn't go to church. And so she poisons his dog. <laughs> what a shorthand for this is a bad person, then. All right, let's just have her kill a dog. They're going to immediately be like, <laughs> this is a bad person. <laughs> she's, she was. She was so bad. <sighs> and one of my favorite characters... Um, Sheriff, Sheriff uh, Hassan, uh, played by Rahul Kohli. I hope I said that right. Yeah. I don't know, but I'm in love. Otherwise known as uh, the hot one in uh, I Zombie. He's the hot one in Midnight Math as well. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, Father Hill is kind of hot too. But so is Riley. I, there is a lot of hot people in this movie or show, so go ahead and watch it. But um, yeah, Sheriff Hassan is the sheriff. He is. He's not the only person of color on the island, but he is... One no, of, like, three? <laughs> yeah, he's, there's not very many. Um, and he's also not with the church. He is a Muslim, him and his son. And, oh, boy, that's rough. <laughs> <laughs> um, not the fact that they are, you know, not part of the church, but the fact that after a while, his son, you know, living on this tiny tight-knit community island everybody's you know like oh well you know you don't understand our ways because you know you're muslim or you know uh what are you gonna do when you know if there's a storm the shelters at the church what are you gonna do take the ferry back to the temple on the mainland like they're they're very uh passive aggressive mean especially beth keen i can't stand her (laughs) um but he is my favorite character i think well one of my favorite characters <clears throat> because he is—he seems real, I think, and mm-hmm. he is just trying to be a good father and protect his kid um, from both the racism and also the vampires. But yeah, he's—he's he's a great actor and a great character in this show. Real hottie too. Uh, also, just like with uh, with. Uh, they're Catholic, right? In the in the Midnight Mass, I believe so. Is, that's their their brand. I of, believe so. Right. He's because Father Hill has the whole get up, and they do sacrament and, and communion, communion and whatnot. And Which I know the, a lot. There are plenty of other. <clears throat> yeah, but it was very it was very Catholic. Yeah. They had they had uh, altar boys. I've seen altar boys at Lutherans. I don't know anything about Lutherans. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, uh, they they're a very ritual style uh brand of christianity or catholicism uh so like that's sort of the direction is going in and we talked about how it actually was surprisingly positive representation of them in that it wasn't a negative thing that it exists it was just like the the father wasn't a bad person he just was blinded by sort of confirmation bias like being the person he is no matter what he sees is going to be tinted by god in Mm -hmm. in that way so oh there's this thing i'm alive again i'm young again this monster did whatever well i don't believe in that but i do believe in this that's what it is Mm -hmm. and that's where things got a little nasty but even then it was still very positive still was a good intention there was still a a dramatically positive energy behind it all Mm -hmm. and i think it does an equally good job with uh with the sheriff and his islamic beliefs where it's very much like 
you know, he's, he's not saying anything wrong. He's not saying anything rude. He's not like, they're not saying that this religion is any more uh, obsessive or uh, aggressive or anything than any of the other ones, which is not the take that it often gets in most other media. It's usually very much centered around, uh, especially in um, uh, like American media, like personal liberties that are taken away because of whatever, which is uh, whatever. That's a weird, it's a weird one, but none of that is present in this. And this one, it's purely a method of communion with God, just as the, the church uh, is for the rest of the town. And the only time it ever really comes up is when the child of his is trying to get more involved with the church. And it never seemed like it was like, well, I don't want you to be a Christian. It was just, I don't want you to be more disconnected from me. Mm -hmm. And this connects us. And also, I don't trust this place. This place makes me feel bad because of who and what we are and what we believe in. And the fear that, you know, he's going to be entering that thing. He's going to go into the literal belly of the beast. And then he's going to he's gonna believe what they believe and think, oh, my dad is wrong. And, and then yeah. lose what little connection he has to his son. So it's like, all, whenever it comes down to, like, things of, like, kind of dramatic religious moments... It's never about the religion. It's about the people and their choices. Mm -hmm. And his choices are all purely, I want my son to be safe and I want to be closer to him. And I think that's what it comes down to with religion, really. It's just the people. Like, I don't think, um, I mean, there might, might be somewhere out there, but um, <laughs> I don't think there really is one religion that is just inherently bad or evil. Uh, Scientology. <laughs> Some with Scientology, Not and great. there, I'm sure there are some, you know, um, oh, what's the word? Uh, I can't, I can't remember the word, but there, there are some, you know, uh, unique. Another, another word for unique. Special, <laughs> exotic. Um. <laughs> I don't know, exotic. Some exotic religions. That, yeah, that sounds that, that maybe. Uh, do harm people for some reason, but I don't think you know the majority of religions you know are inherently evil. Um, it is you know the people who believe in them that make a religion um, harmful or not. Um, like when you take Christianity, for example, a lot of people um, just try to do what they think is best just try to be a good person you know they grow up in this community and they think this is what's right and so they try just to be a good person and help people and um try to get closer to god and uh we see a lot of people who even like christians who are pretty you know on the pretty on the left side i'm i'm not being very eloquent today um it's late <laughs> um <laughs> What I'm trying to say, though, is that, you know, every religion has the people who are just in their religion and are good people and just go about their day trying to be a good person. Mm -hmm. But then they also have people who are in the religion who try to stuff it down people's throats and really become harmful and sometimes physically, mentally, whatever it may be, harm other people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. That's wow. 
Sorry about that. Yeah, we, <laughs> that we've was, been going that off was on hard for me to get through. <laughs> <laughs> we've been going through religion for a, for a little bit. Well, let's get past it soon. Yeah. I'll always trying to let's, read Let's it. all just get past religion. <laughs> let's just get <laughs> let's past it. Let's just this. do that. Uh, what all I was trying to say is that a lot of times in movies and TV <laughs> shows and media in general, there is a lot of shorthand used for religion that allows it, that makes it so that we just brand it certain things in certain ways like catholics are by media standards uh superstitious and like like the dramatic self- the, the dramatic religious people you know <laughs> yes they're uh, superstitious and self-loathing whatever and the root of certain things and whatever that but that's so gross and reductive and kind of bad and I'm, don't get me wrong, I'm not a fan of religions. Like, I like religions. They're cool to study. But I don't like churches. I don't like religion. They're usually very painful for people. But I do think that depicting it in the way that we did it with Midnight Mass, where it's very individualistic, I think is just the best way to do it. I think that they just showed because religion it was better. Real. Yeah, it was great. Everybody experiences their religion or their path differently. Mm-hmm. Uh so, moving past that. Yeah. I... That's not a real hand. <laughs> That's Alex. not a real hand. Uh, moving past that. The, uh, the only critique that I have about this movie at all, like at all, is <laughs> no one saw any problems with big monster thing eating people like at all like i understand there's religion and other stuff with clotting judgment but come on guys you've never been in a cult before ollie (laughs) (laughs) i mean neither have i but um when you're in a cult like like they were told this was okay like they were told something special was going to happen they had seen what they had thought were miracles happen so like when they see this thing and their father says oh that's a an angel um in the bible it says you know people were scared of angels do not be afraid they are so divine or whatever that humans can't comprehend or whatever so they were just like okay well this angel is terrifying but like (laughs) maybe it's supposed to be um they clearly have not paid so, attention to their books because that angel is either too pretty or too ugly <laughs> to be an angel <laughs> uh, or not ugly enough i mean they're some yeah. horrific angels but uh i have a question for you what who do you think well one who's your favorite character uh is it the sheriff <laughs> <laughs> i want to say sheriff just because i have the hots for him <laughs> but i really i really like riley the main character, Riley I, was great. I really freaking like Riley. Riley does the most like, <clears throat> like conviction-filled final moments in this movie, mm-hmm. where it's just like, oh. And the moments he has with like every character is pretty powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, he has his therapy AA sessions with Father Hill, and they are very good. Mm-hmm. And I like these scenes because father hill doesn't come out and just say riley you're wrong that you don't believe in god you know (laughs) you should you should really you know 
believe in God more, it will help you get better. He generally just tries to talk to him and be like, okay, well, why do you believe this? Why do you think this? Okay, well, this is what I believe, and this is why I believe it, and here's a thing from the Bible about why I believe it. And I think that's pretty, a pretty good scene because, or pretty good scenes, because it, it shows Father Hill is just trying to show Riley that, like, there is hope out there and, like, he can get better. If he wants to join the church, then, like, that's preferred because that's what Father Hill wants. But he really just wants him to get better. Mm -hmm. There's also this thing that I was hearing about recently where there are, when, when referring to anything like uh, alcohol abuse, drug abuse, uh, suicidal ideation, anything like that, there are two types of audience. Uh, people who experience this thing, people who are the person being depicted and people who are not. And those are the two audiences, period. And uh, <clears throat> media affects those two people differently. Uh, for some, for, for, for example, uh, a character in, I think it was like 13 Reasons Why season... <sighs> like two or something don't even give me a start on that <laughs> stupid show there's a lot wrong with that there's a lot wrong with that show but there's a character in I think maybe the second or third season I don't know how many seasons there are and there should be none <laughs> the god awful show like glorified suicide mm -hmm. her thing is that she believed that killing herself was showing weakness and that instead she selfed harm to <clears throat> defend from that to show that she's strong enough not to die or whatever else and that is bad, harmful ideology that's yeah. dangerous. And depicting it in and of itself, the sketch. Whole, sketch. That whole show is dangerous and bad and should be taken off. Yes, very sketchy area. But the fact that uh, it, her character's narrative did not end up in a place that glorified that. It ended in her realizing maybe that isn't great, but still a part of me. It's still something that she believes in because it's just kind of ingrained. And characters like her, while you know people like us are like, Okay, that's bad. We all acknowledge that, right? That's not okay. <laughs> People who experienced that were like, I, this is why I do these things. Yeah, but I she don't. also said, okay, I know. We're not talking about 13 yeah. Reasons Why. But she did also say, hey, boy who really liked me, who's 15 years old, different. I died because of you. That's a different girl. The different girl? Well, you didn't say names. I don't know their names. I don't watch the show. Well, I'm Garbage. just saying, bad, stupid, and you don't blame other people's other people for your suicide that's not okay not okay but no there's a very different girl not her <laughs> okay because that really bothered me when we watched that i watched one season and the last tape was his tape and it was like hey i care about you but guess what you didn't ask me about my life enough you didn't talk to me enough and now i'm dead and it's your fault because you were you know mm -hmm. you yeah yeah, we're we're not talking about that. We're not talking about that show because there's too much to say. We're definitely not talking about the fact that there was an uptick in suicide after that show. <laughs> but uh, what I am trying to say is that uh, that character, while she is problematic in a number of ways in in her depictions, and while uh, it can be dangerous to some extent, the audience who experience that can it it is a more positive life for some of them. And I think this is a similar situation where uh, with Riley, we see him going through all these steps with AA and all the other stuff where he's trying, but is not working. 
and maybe from uh, a non-member of that uh, of that uh, affliction, it seems like oh, this isn't this is not great. This is them showing someone who's clearly overtaken by by these things. But I can also see how this all of these scenes with him because he never gets better. Like he doesn't drink or anything like that. He just is never happy yeah or relieved of his guilt or anything like nothing really changes in his he it seems as though he starts to feel a little bit happier after a while especially when him and aaron start to get closer and you know they they bond a little bit more and basically start dating (laughs) yeah never talk about what they're dating that's that's like right before everything bad happens Hmm. and that makes sense in terms of like uh, where that character resolution was going to go in in just the because he wasn't like even with his relationship it wasn't like relieving himself of guilt he was just uh learning to appreciate his other relationships regardless of how he felt about himself and mm-hmm. that's uh, that's something that's interesting I don't know I really like that I like that it was it wasn't that he ever got better he wasn't healed he just learned to accept where he was and try to move forward with other mm-hmm. relationships and that it was very interesting um all of those came up because i asked like who your favorite character was yes i'm so sorry that's um but right. riley is my favorite character um the hottest character is sheriff that's true <laughs> yes it is sheriff um and if anybody disagrees then you're wrong um <laughs> but riley is my favorite character good choice um besides my- the dog <laughs> <laughs> mine actually is the sheriff i really like the sheriff oh yeah no he's great uh, yeah, no, he, yeah, they're both great. I the only reason I pick the sheriff personally is just because, good God, he really has to deal with this town. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, other thing, saddest character in the whole show is the other guy who goes to AA for a little while. Oh yes! Oh golly, what is his name? Um. Boy, oh boy. Yeah, he's he is the man who is the best friend and owner of the dog who was murdered. Um, he is like the the town outcast, basically, you know, the town drunk. Um, he has a yeah, he has a real <laughs> a real hard hard time. Um, his name is Joe Colley. Mm-hmm. Joe Colley, played um, by uh, Robert Longstreet. His sto- I love his name. It's very good. His story from start to finish is just full of oh, so much sorrow and oh gosh. And this this is the reason that I was saying with uh, the the show. It is from start to finish, even with all of the, the vampire nonsense, a character study, scene by scene, every episode. Of just yeah. amazing characters. I loved it. You could write a 12-page essay on the first episode. One on each character and you just keep going through. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> we, I talked about this with you earlier today. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was mentioning that in my mind, I always kind of break down pretty much anything into like three pillars uh, of what they're made out of. Uh, one of which for me is characters and specifically with narratives or whatnot. Uh, characters plot and mechanics mechanics being in a video game you know maybe the actual way it's played or just graphics you know anything 
physical, actually created in that way. Uh, with movies, it's the cinematography, it's the, the writing, it's the uh, acting, it, whatever. This movie does a great job with all three. The characters, phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Without a doubt, they're their strongest leg. The plot, pretty damn good. Where, yeah. there, where there's some like, well, okay, why? Sure. <laughs> but every every show has that. It's, yeah. it's normal. Uh, and mechanically, like technically, it's very good. Like I was mentioning, I still have that scene of like the horde of people walking in the night with the fire of the town behind them. Like it just looks good. Yeah. It's a, it's a very well curated movie show. Keep saying movie. It's Me a show. Too. It feels it's like, like a movie. A seven episode show miniseries. It feels like a seven hour movie. It's so good. Yeah. I know uh, some people were like, oh, you know, season two, anybody? And I don't, it, there's no way that this show can have a season two. And I think that's good. I, I like where it ended. And I don't, I think if there was a season two, it would ruin everything. Truly. I do. I, do not want a season two of this show. Mm-mm. It is not Sensate where I want infinite seasons. Oh, I want... God. And Sensate. <laughs> you could also write a 12-page essay on every character. Um, you know that, Ollie. I do. I wrote a 14-page <laughs> essay on one episode. No, on like half an episode. <laughs> on half an episode. I'm mostly the intro of an episode. <laughs> oh, man. All right. So, I mean, I think it's a 10 out of 10 to me. Um, so I think much. everyone should go watch it. Um... Even if you're not like a super big fan of horror movies, because it's not really, it's not really that scary. Um, there's some gore, I guess. Or there's blood. There's yeah. blood at the in the in the few final episodes, but it's not gruesome. So you know, I think everyone should give it a try at least. Um, even if you, you know, think, oh, you know, it's gonna offend me because you're religious or whatever. I think you should watch it because it's good. It's good content, (laughs) and it's always good to see things from other people's point of view. Mm -hmm. All right, well, that's, I think, all we could possibly say. Yes, except for I also, because since it got a little, got a little, got a little deep, got a little dark there, (laughs) I I also want to add that if you are, you know, feeling a certain way, or if you're feeling like, you know, you don't want to be here if you're feeling a little bit like Riley Flynn. Um, you uh, have people, even if you don't know it, that will talk to you. Um, and if you can't find anybody around you who will talk to you, you can call the Suicide Prevention Hotline at one eight zero zero two seven three eight two five five. That is the National Suicide Prevention Hotline. Or you can go online to suicidepreventionlifeline.org. Yeah. And... <clears throat> didn't mean for... I, I didn't realize that Midnight Mass would <laughs> go in this route, down well, this route. So, uh, but I wanted to add that there just because I think it's important. <laughs> yeah, we did get a little into that, a little too much into that. That's my bad. I brought up uh, not a good show. <laughs> not a good show. Um, the show we shall not say. Uh, one of these days we should do a uh, worst of. <laughs> worst of. And it's just going to be that show. <laughs> <laughs> um, but now, uh, enough of that. This was a great show. You guys should all watch it. And uh, we will talk to you another day. Yes. Goodbye. I love you. <laughs>